Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And we have John Rent, Alec Knockman in high school, Mike Maloney in the Grindcast studio today. And we're going to have some fun. So why don't we start out uh, with a quick intro of how long you've been with the company, um, how long you've been in the business, um, how you got into the business, who introduced you, how you got into the business, how long you've been with, with, with the business, uh, where you're from, a little bit about yourself. Start out with you, John. For sure. So uh, my name is John Rent, 22 years old, been in the business since I was 18 years old. Got four and, years in. Yeah, got four years in. Right. And, and I actually found this opportunity through seeing your Bentley back in the day. I was at the gym. My buddy was there too. We saw the Bentley. I was like, yo, who's that Bentley? He told me who knew who you were and uh, asked him to kind of introduce me to you because I just felt like for some reason I just had to talk to you. I didn't I really didn't know what made me do that because that's not something I ever did before. Um, and then, you know, four years later and a lot of money later, we're here. Love it. Love it. Alec. So my name's Alec Knockman and uh, this is I'm coming up on two years here in January. Hey, Alec. And uh, I started out last january i'm originally from colorado and i remember seeing one of my buddies that i used to go to high school with post something on their snapchat story where it was like who wants to make a hundred thousand this year and then you guys were doing a lamborghini giveaway at the time and i was talking to him and i was like dude what is going on over there because i was sitting in college not really doing much so i contacted him i remember dming you 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 and me went back and forth a little bit and then um long story short that was my last semester of college i ended up dropping out coming out here getting an apartment 10 minutes from the office and uh, hit all my goals last year and I've been crushing it this year too. So it's Love been a it. lot of fun. Love it. High school Mike. <laughs> well, I, I started obviously in, in high school. That's um, why we call you high school yeah. Mike. <laughs> wasn't, I wasn't old enough to sell insurance yet, so I was just setting appointments. And how I really started is my brother was pretty close with John, and I got introduced to the through the business through my brother, through John. And at the time, John was down in Nebraska. So whenever I saw that, and I was only used to ever being in Pittsburgh, didn't travel anywhere, didn't get too many family vacations, but I got the opportunity to set some appointments in my basement, made enough money, $800 to buy a plane ticket and a neck pillow for the flight and flew out to Nebraska, not even old enough to sell insurance, just went down to try to set some appointments, have a good time, get more experience and fell in love with it ever since. And um, I always wanted to do that myself and have my own office in another state and have people flying and work for me there. Okay. Now, what would you say is something before we get into talking a little bit about the uh, income potential and stuff like that here. And for those of you watching, please excuse me. Um, I've done this all day trying to, I got a black eye. My, my <laughs> eyes are a little jacked up. My eye starts watering with all the light. So I got my glasses on indoors. Please give me a pass on that one. Um, what, what would you say outside of money that you've been able to learn here that you think would help you no matter where you went in life, some things that you've grasped of value other than money? Yeah, for sure. I think um, that's probably the biggest part. Uh, for me, I was some I was just a kid who never really worked on myself. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I probably I felt like there was more potential for myself. I just didn't understand how to get it, where to get it and just how to elevate yourself, right? And then, you know, you, whenever I started in the business, you introduced me to mind, body, spirit, right? And Tristan DeLabic introduced me to mind, body, spirit, taking care of your mind every day, your body. 
your spirit. And I feel like now, you know, my mind's better than it's ever, ever has been. I'm, I'm a completely different person. You know, a lot of people that they like to say I'm like a 30 year old in a 22 year old's body. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, just like the respect level that I have for people and, and the knowledge that I've gotten. Um, and then the body part, you know, going to the gym, working out, uh, that was something that I was doing. I just wasn't doing it as seriously. Um, so now, like, I'm, I'm in the best physical shape that I've ever been. And then spirit, just, you know, being in touch with, you know, um, my beliefs and making sure that, you know, I make, I'm taking care of myself every day and taking care of, you know, the people I love. And um, I just think that if, if you're someone who doesn't know what they want, you know, even if selling insurance wasn't for you, this business you would leave and take take so much, you know, millions of dollars worth of knowledge, it's going to help you in any other career. So I feel, you know, genuinely, that's why I feel like this business is for everybody, because no matter what, you know, someone's leaving here way better of a person than they ever, they ever Truth. were. Truth. Other than money. So yeah, I would say other than money. And I definitely agree with John a lot as far as the development grows. I mean, that's an invaluable thing that you can take from here. And I've, I've learned so much from being able to grow myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially as well. But I'd say, you know, one of the, my favorite things that I, you know, get to take from being here is being involved in a real deal business in the business world. I mean, I was going to college for business management and I was doing essays on rocks and minerals. So I didn't really feel like I was learning too much about business. And I feel like to be young, to start 19, to be involved in a massive business, to learn about money, to make money, to do things like handle your taxes and to pay for things and to have responsibilities. You're paying for your rent, car, your groceries. You're on your own, out of your parents' house, and you're learning all these valuable things surrounded by people who are 10x in the things that you're doing. And so I just feel like to be 19, 20 years old, and whereas I would be learning about business in school, I'm involved in real deal business, trialing and erring, and being a student of life and a student of the world. And I feel like I've learned so much the past 18, 19 months. It's been insane. And I feel like I'm so much more mature, so much more developed as a man. I handle things on my own. I'm independent. And so that's one of the biggest things that I feel like has really advanced me and the difference I see between myself and a lot of my friends that are still stuck in school. So I just feel like having that advantage of hustling and being in business right now while they're in school, learning about business is like, you can't really beat that. No doubt. So. No doubt. Yep. Mike. I would say for myself, like whenever I started uh, three years ago, the first thing that I realized is that you learn a lot about how to run a business, being able to handle not like a team, a team of people, not just yourself, but other people being able to handle retention of business, making sure everything's ran properly. And also the deals that you put through are going to stay on and keep paying, being able to, you know, satisfy clients and make sure that other people can learn how to provide, you know, coverage to clients as well. So I think learning the different things about the business, like, rec like recruiting, like selling, like handling the sales that you've made, making sure they stay on. So how to run a business. Um, another thing is, and it took me a while and I'm working on it now, but I feel like being able to sacrifice a lot of the time in the pouring into the business has given me a little bit more time now to pour into myself. So I have a, you know, a bigger cup and a more healthy cup to pour from to other people. Like going to church every Sunday is something that I've been doing every single Sunday now, making sure I'm up early at the gym. And that's, you know, th thankful to, you know, people like Alec and, and like John and like Jimmy Marks and like yourself and like even like Spencer posting it and motivating people to keep going. So I've been able to work a lot more on myself in the gym. 
Um, I've been doing Wim Hof in the morning because <laughs> it's my, love one it. of my Every favorite morning. things. Love it. Yeah, I can survive more than three rounds on there. <laughs> but <laughs> I've been working on myself. And then obviously, you know, we're not talking about money, but it, for me, it really wasn't even about like the money, but it was about what it was going to do like what I was going to do with it because if money didn't have a value no one would really want it but it's really about like what the money is going to do Didn't you for buy you. your sister a car? Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. I was going to say I bought my sister a car. Now, how old are you? I just turned 20 not too long ago. Most people can't even buy themselves a car <laughs> at 20, let alone buy their sister a car. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've been able to get three cars uh, ever since I've started here. <laughs> Two for myself, one for my sister. But Two uh, for yourself. Nice. <laughs> but, Two for me, one for you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like what it's going to do for you and making sure I can take care of my mom. And then, you know, I told my mom and something that I'm going to do with her soon is because I wanted to make sure that, you know, she could live the longest and happiest and healthiest life that she could. So I told her if she can figure out like some type of personal trainer or nutritionist that she could talk to, I'll pay them to make sure that you can be a more healthy person because she does a lot for the entire family, like everything you could imagine and, and want and wish Speaking for. of which, you know, did, did your family think you were crazy? You know, you're, you're <laughs> in high school, then you turn 18, then you won March Madness. Didn't you make like 15, 20 grand in a month or something while you were in high school? Yeah, yeah. Did your family think you were crazy? Yeah. Did they, anybody be like, yo, what are you doing right now? They definitely did because March, whenever I started March in 2021, whenever I first got released old enough to sell life insurance, I started and that's like really the month that you're studying for finals. So everyone's like studying for finals and I'm doing that at the same time and it's COVID and, and it's virtual and you're half in school, half not. And some people are senior flex, but I never got like good enough grades to do that. So I'm in from eight, you know, 730 in the morning till 3 p.m. at night and then or 3 p.m. in the afternoon and then 3 p.m. in the afternoon to 9 p.m. at night. I was in the office just grinding. I was even making appointments and calling while I was in school to set up my day. And everyone thought I was crazy because I was talking on the phone to the leads that were provided in, you know, in front of people in lunch and study hall, just like the classes like that I could really, you know, make that happen in. And just so I could use every inch that I could to get ahead because I knew other people wouldn't be doing that. So yeah, everyone thought I was crazy, especially whenever I was talking on the phone in there. And then when I was, was working three to 9 p.m., Everyone thought like, you know, people are going to their graduation parties and getting ready for what college they're going to go to and listening like, you know, all the stuff that the teachers are telling them to do. And, you know, you're learning from somebody that isn't in a position that you want to be in. So it's hard to learn from somebody like that. So I was more so looking up to you, to John, to Jimmy Marks, to, to Tristan, to Rob Jackson, to all these guys here. And that's how I, you know, found my path. And I was able to use that, like my faith in those young people that made a lot of money. I used my faith in that to keep me motivated and keep me going, know that it's possible. And if that they could do it, I can definitely do it too, no doubt. And I told you that from the beginning. You, you, I mean, you had more confidence coming in. I couldn't believe your swag. You know what I mean? Like borderline <laughs> cocky. You know what I mean? Coming in. But you've backed a lot of it up, man. And, and, I'm, and I'm proud of you for that. And where did that confidence come from? Um, I feel like it just came from whenever whenever I was old enough to sell life insurance, um, you know, in March 1st of 21, a couple months before that, because um, I was a shy kid, like, growing up. I was cool with everybody. Like, I had, you know, a friend group, but I was also, like, friends with everybody and everybody's friend group. So I was, like, cool with everybody, but I was, like, kind of shy. I didn't really talk too much, but 
when like the I feel like it wasn't even the confidence, but it was when the dog came out of me was whenever my sister got hurt on a trampoline um, in October or November of 2020, which was a couple months before I turned 18. But it was also like right whenever I first started like calling and setting appointments for the people down in Nebraska, like John and Rob and all them. So I felt like I had like no other choice. Like I felt like if my sister's in a wheelchair right now, I can't go to college for four years and put myself $150,000 in debt whenever it costs $150,000 to even get her a, an artificial exoskeleton that'll get her walking. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's whenever I realized that it's going to take a lot more than just making, because you would be in those classes in school and they would, you know, you would go, I forget what that website was called, but you would go through and like kind of like type up what you wanted to be when you were older and it would like tell you the position and how much they made and whatever. And you'd look at one that was making a hundred thousand dollars and be like, oh my gosh, like I definitely need to like do that. But it's a doctor, it's eight, 12 years. It's like, wait, I can't do that though. <laughs> and then I was like, when I realized that these people made like $50,000 in a month, I looked back and I was like, okay, it's October. My little sister got hurt. She's in a wheelchair. But two months ago, I just made calls for John Rent and Rob Jackson, and they both, you know, wrote fifty thousand dollars in business that month. John, I'm pretty sure made like twenty six thousand in a week or something. <laughs> and I was like, all right, hold on a second. That's already like one fifth of the way there. I was like, I probably should just go go do that. And then I realized that if they could do it, I'm gonna do it too, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. That's crazy, man. Now, do you, do you remember? You know, when I, I was just reminded of this, remember? uh ryan and and somebody called me and had me hook ryan up with your sister and he yeah. facetimed your sister before i ever met you yeah wasn't that, that crazy that was yeah because i think it was my dad's friend asha that the was like the, the um the hospital that she works at yep yeah yeah she was yeah that was that's yeah that's crazy that was way before it even even happened super cool yeah and i remember when i met you in maryland yeah, oh right? my gosh, that was so funny. Yeah, John John won some contests for I think I was calling from during it and then he was like, Yeah, we're gonna bring Michael down. But then like that's like a crazy call out and a crazy shot to take because that's like eight, nine months before I was even like eighteen. And now like if you have like a sixteen, seventeen year old believed in you. Yeah, like if you have a sixteen, seven year teen year old kid hit you up now, like you're more so like making sure it's like the right fit, but it's like he was I had no doubt in his mind. He's giving everybody a shot. About and that's you. how I feel too. I want to give everybody the shot. So, Alec, what do you what do you think? What what um, what did what did you see? You know, I think you already went over that. What did you yeah. see? But what did you see enough to where? I mean, I met your parents, and uh, make sure you tell me when they're coming in town too. I really uh, enjoy yeah, I your parents, yeah, man. You, you got you got two great parents. Yeah. But they had to think you were crazy, no? Coming from Colorado to Pittsburgh? I know your Pittsburgh? dad did. I remember you telling me. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did think I was a little crazy. I mean, my dad was more or less like, go for it. He was like, you do it. He was a big sales guy, too. So when I told him, I was like, I think I'd be great at straight commission sales. I'm hungry. He kind of knows me. And I've, I've like, sold him on big ideas before and went and done it and, like, made a whole thing of it. And I feel like he really believed in me. And my mom definitely believed in me, too. But she was, like, she was alarmed. She was, she was pretty alarmed. scared. Yeah, she was alarmed. She was like, do you really think that you should, like, drop out? Like, you want to, like, be done with school? Like, you want to move out of your house and you want to move back to Pennsylvania and you want to get an apartment by yourself? I was like, yep. Yeah. I was like, that's what I want to do because I was just at a tough point in school where it was like I wasn't really doing anything there. You know what I mean? Like, I went to college because that was, like, the only next step that I knew I could do after high school. 
and my family just moved back out to Colorado. So I was like, I guess I'll go to CSU and I guess I'll sign up for a business management degree. But then it was just like craziness there and I'm not doing anything. And then I'm seeing on social media, like I'm just, and even before I saw any of this, I would see like, you'd see like the TikTokers, like Charlie D'Amelio or, or somebody like that. And they're making millions of dollars in today's day and age. And it's like, you don't need a college degree. You don't, you don't need one. Like you can get one and a lot of people do need them for the profession that they're pursuing. But I didn't feel and like. And neither of you three have one. No. Right. No. I got one. But you three don't. Yeah. Right. So that's no, a good I point. I don't think everybody needs one. I don't think so either. And that's one thing that I wanted to prove to myself that I was always thinking in my mind is I was like, if I could just find a way to make a hundred thousand dollars first year out of college, I was like, I'm set. I think I'd be fine. If I could prove that to myself that I can do that, I can be good because I was getting like anxious at school, having these, like, I would have these crazy thoughts, like these crazy thoughts that would tell me that I can do these things and I can have these things and I can be this person and I can create this picture of this life that I want to be You kept having living. that pool in you. I kept having it and, it and it would like attack me at night when I was like not doing anything when I would wake up the next morning from like being at a party or like I'm skipping class and I'm not doing anything and I'm like I'm not I'm not following a direction like not only is there nobody guiding me not only am I not around people that want to do that same thing but I'm not going anywhere like I just felt like I was signing up for like a four year hangover with like what I was doing with school. Like yeah. A lot of people there, there, there are people there that take it seriously and have something that they're like, I want to be this. But I would say like 80% of people have no idea and they're just kind of floating through the days, drifting away, getting caught up in these habits and these normalities in today's day and age that it's so easy to get sucked into because it's so much fun. But like I was drained of it. I'd only, my, my whole freshman year of college was online. And then my sophomore year, I moved down to campus and I got a house uh, like right five minutes off campus with like four of these dudes that I still love to this day. But I was just like, I wasn't responsible there, like at all. All I wanted to do was party, eat, sleep, work out, party. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's yeah. all I wanted to do. Of course. What else are you going to do? Yeah. And it was like, I wasn't no. doing anything. So it was just crazy for me. And I like, I really like these thoughts were like torturing me of yep. these dreams that I was having. So you, so, so you left your junior year. My, my sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yeah, first semester Left. of my sophomore dad year. Dad says, yeah, dad's crazy too. He says, yeah, I believe in you. Go ahead and do it. Most parents ain't doing that. Yeah, I was like, mom's, right. a little, mom's a little iffy. Yeah, she was iffy. She you was said iffy. I'm going to do it. Yeah, but I was so con I think it's just my confidence. Like, they believe in me. Like, I was so sure of it. Like, I'd spoke with Brody. I'd spoke with you. I spoke with Jimmy Marks. And, like, those were people that I, like, really believed in. And then the other thing was, I after I, like heard about it I was seeing stuff like I started digging around and I was digging around and I found this grindcast which is hilarious that I'm on this right now <laughs> is because like that's the thing that originally like sparked the fire in me where I was watching this grindcast and it was um the college dropout episode with Spencer Cozy and Anthony Spataro love and it I remember I'll never forget sitting in my room at my college house that night like two or three in the morning like can't sleep having these thoughts and I had just like spoke with the guy that I had seen on Snapchat and he sent me your Instagram. And that's how I found this, the Grindcast. And I'm watching all these things like mind blown. And then I was watching this, the, the college dropout one and like hearing some of the things that like Spencer and Anthony were saying and that you guys were talking about. I was like, that's me like that. Man, I give you a lot of credit. I was like, that is literally me. Listening to that pool. So many young people will feel that call. 
they'll feel that pull and they ignore it because they're like, man, I just got to do what everybody else tells me to do. I have to keep this. This is the next thing that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Then I'm going to do the next thing that I'm supposed to do. You got to have a little bit of rebel, yeah. you know, in you, I, I, I think. So did your parents think you were crazy? Did your yeah, mother? So, yeah. So my <clears throat> it's it's pretty funny because my the way I got sold on this was you said one thing specifically, and it still stuck to me to this day. And I, I say it to almost anybody else going to college that asked me if, you know, they want to do this, but you said you can go to college four years in a row, spend $25,000 a year. Remember in Planet Fitness, or he goes, you go, or you can make a hundred thousand dollars. Then you go, even if it's just a hundred thousand. And I'm like, did this dude just say even like, if it's only like only on, I'm like, that would like set me up for life is what I was thinking. So I'm like, if this dude think it's possible to make more than a hundred thousand. And he, you said you'd be half a million dollars ahead of everyone else. I'm like, that makes so much sense. I could probably do a lot more with 500 grand than, you know, a piece of paper that, you know, lets me be a nurse. But my mom, she was telling me to be a nurse. She's like, you know, you'd make a little bit of money. Can you guys imagine John being a nurse? It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. But no she's, like, she's like, there's a six one girl guy ratio. You'll get a wife too. And I'm like, perfect, whatever. Just, <laughs> Just kind of honestly just taking the easy way out, just doing what, what she thought. And, you know, she was trying to do the best for me and everything. And I found, Absolutely. you know, you, you told me this and I told my mom and she's like, if you go to that interview, I'm taking your car keys. And I'm like, she, you go she to just, that interview, I'm she taking your car not, keys. She, she knew if I went to the interview and, and she knew that people made money there, she knew I was not going to do what she wanted me to do, which was go to college. So I ended up like sneaking my way in, spending my last $500 graduation money on a suit. I thought I needed like a suit for the interview. And I, and I did, and I, and I got the suit and I went in, interviewed with Brody and I tell everyone, I thought he was like some Russian mob boss, this big bald dude drip down with a suit nice watch on and like i've never seen a guy like this before and uh, he started speaking to me and, and and i started doing it and you know i think where it clicked for my mom is i made thirty six hundred dollars my first week uh with tristan in the field and once she saw that she's like you know what like give it a year and see what happens give and, it a year and i and i gave it a couple so and you know that <laughs> now we're here i love it amazing so while we're on that topic keys wife Hundred thousand. Shout out to my girl Cora, who yep. you found in Nebraska. Woman follows you to Pittsburgh. What an amazing girl, That's sweetheart. Amazing. Just a great. She's the best. She's awesome. That's great. Beautiful. Yeah. Inside and out, from what I know about her. So we checked the girl off the off the list. She didn't have to go be a nurse to do that. Actually, yeah, she's sweet enough of a girl. You you would have had to been a doctor to <laughs> yep. pull off a girl like that, brother. Yep. So you came to Doctor AOP, and so <laughs> so the so the. I, Speaking of hundred thousand, how many hundred thousands do you think you're going to make this year? Yeah, so I think last year I did five thirty-eight, and then this year I think I'll do either around five fifty, six hundred thousand this year. So that would have been five years worth. So basically, over the last two years, that would have been your hundred thousand for eleven years. Yeah, I counted that could have it been up, eleven years. Counted it up, and I've made over one point five million so far with this company in your first couple years. Yeah. And how old are you now? Twenty-two. Twenty-two years old. I didn't even start till I was twenty-two and a half. You guys are so far of, uh, ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. And then the keys. What keys do you got now? Car, what kind of car you got? Yeah, so we traded the Honda Civic in for a purple Audi R8. It's kind of like my statement piece now. Yes, the everybody, people eater. Everybody knows me for the R8. It's and loud. 
funny, funny. I want to tell just a quick story if that's cool. My Go mom ahead. was teaching a, a college class. Okay. And they asked what her kids do, and she said, you know, my my son. Oh, his name is John Rent. He drives a per or no, he he works for Arius. And some girl knew what Arius was, and then some girl whipped out her phone and was like. I know this guy. He's like kind of famous. He drives a purple Audi R8. <laughs> you know, so it's just funny. Now my mom's teaching college right. kids that, that are. So they better listen to that teacher. Doing. She developed somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> yep. That's cool. That's awesome. What what things would you say to, to somebody that, that's, you know, hanging out there and they're thinking like, it's too good to be true, right? How many times do you hear, oh, it's a scam, right? Every or time. it's too good to be true, right? What would you say to somebody? Yeah, I like would. That? I, w I would say it can be if if you think this is something you're going to come in and it's going to be super easy and you're just going to make a bunch of money. It's just going to fall from the ceiling while you're like playing on your phone. Like that's not what this is. You know, if if you're someone like like these guys, like Nachman, like Mikey, who has a big drive for something bigger that knows, you know, they're capable of more and is willing to put in the work and effort to get more then you know it, it it's everything you want it to be it's really everything you want to make it be so um what i would tell those guys is like you know if if you have a super good work ethic and you have a positive mindset anything is possible here they call it opportunity unlimited with the company i truly believe it is opportunity unlimited if you look at the numbers you can literally make as much money as you put your mind to so i would just say you know, it, it's something you got to put in the work for, and it definitely will come. But if you're coming in here, thing is going to be easy. It's, you know, that's just not how, how life works. What would you say? I would say most of the time the scam is the people's mindsets. I mean, I, you can go online and you can read whatever you want, but you, you really have no idea until you come in here and you shake hands with all the people that you're around and you meet people like yourself and uh, the leaders that are here and, I don't know. It's just a, that's just a terrible mindset for people to have. I just saw opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And I think a lot of people see risk that have negative mindsets and that just want to believe outside perspectives and things that they hear. But then a lot of people that are more of go-getters and that are hungry and ambitious, they would actually be willing to give it a shot. I mean, the worst thing you can do is try it out, see what it's like for you. And it's hard work. So your personal opinion, okay, I, I tell you, I got somebody 19 years old, work ethic, They'll work as much as you want them to work. Coachable, they'll listen to whatever you tell them to do. Uh, anything you say, they're going to follow, and they're going to have a positive attitude. I tell you, I got a person, 19 years old, coachable, 10 out of 10. Work ethic, 10 out of 10. Attitude, they'll come with a positive attitude. Um, out of 10 people, how likely, how many do you think that have those three attributes that come work with you? Could you get to make six figures within their first two years? Nine or ten of them. I do too. A hundred percent. That's all it takes. And a little bit of discipline and a little bit of faith in yourself and faith in your people around you. And I mean, speaking of faith, I mean, you know, I love your brother. Yeah. And so, you know, there's not too much more faith than saying, I, I, I believe so much in it. I want to move my brother and have my brother come from Colorado. And you got your brother working with you and building with you, right? Yep. How is little bro? He's awesome. He's he's a killer. He's gonna be a hundred times better than I was. And it's like it's always. I feel like it's always Where it's been supposed that. to be. Yeah, it's always been like that in life. I've always like done something before he does, and then I show him how to do it, and then he ends up getting the progress or the results like twice as quick as I did because I went through all the nitty gritty stuff where I know all the trials and errors. But he's a savage, and he makes me a better person. He makes me a better leader. 
he showed he's I feel like I've learned so much about being a leader by having him and like now the pressure's on of like man this is a guy that I got to make successful yeah like he's willing to do anything it takes to be successful Whoa. but I got to do whatever it takes to make him successful so love it he's just been boosting me up the whole time what would you say to somebody Mike too good to be true it's a scam um, I would say it, the, here's the thing is they might think that because everyone gets to try it out, but one or not everyone, but most people sh should be able to get to try it out if they're allowed to. But it doesn't tr you don't get to try the opportunity or the business out for say, even though you get to, it's going to try you out because everyone wants to make, you know, the money or have, you know, a girl like John and have a car like John and have a house like John and make he got his own house too. I forgot to yeah, yeah. mention. <laughs> yeah, sick house. Yeah, and he's and he's got a car for his girl. He's got like an extra car. He like takes care of his family. Like that. Like so. Like everyone wants to do that. Make one point five million. Like before he would have been out of college for say. Like Crazy. everyone's gonna want to do that. Obviously, but the thing is, is they they think that they are trying it out to do something like that when they know they want to be like that. So in reality, the opportunity is trying them out and you just got to discipline yourself and create yourself and, and, and mold yourself into the best possible person so you can get into that position. What would you say, John, that sticks out about these two? So I would say Mikey. What separates them? Why are they good? I, I would say Mikey, he is the biggest heart out of probably anybody I know. Like Big heart. You know, he'll, he'll get on his people and then he'll like kind of feel bad about it and just give him a bunch of love. And <laughs> I think his like care and candor is like super great. Um, insatiable work ethic. He's like one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. Um, and, and he just cares. So he just has a big why. You know, you heard him talk about his sister. You heard him talk about his mom. He's, he's a family man. He cares about his family. You know, he's the most like he's like the least selfish person I've ever met. Like he bought his sister a car, you know, like most people would be like, you know, I'll just go buy a Rolex or something like Mikey bought his sister like a thirty five, forty thousand dollar car. Yeah. Like, yeah, forty four thousand dollar car. Like most people don't even get that in their life. He's able to buy a sister one. And, and Nachman, he has a crazy work ethic. Um, he's he's probably one of the fastest learners I've ever seen. Um, he came in here a month. It beat him up. And after that, it was just explosive growth. Um, He's a, a consistent dude whenever he wants to be, all the time, mostly. Uh, every once in a while, he, he gets off his pace, but he just smacks it 10 times harder. You know, he smacks it 10 times harder. He's really hard on himself. And I think everybody, you got to almost be really hard on yourself. Um, and he's, he's got a big heart, too. You know, he, he has a big heart, too, and he wants to, I think he wants to show his, his family and show everybody what he's what able to do. What sticks out to you guys about John? What if, what's one thing that stands out to you I would about say John? I would say I would say loyalty. He's you know he's a leader that has showed that he can play, you know fight in the battle, and he can also show people how to fight in the battle themselves as well. So I think that's a great quality of a leader um, is showing that you've done it and show other people that have done it, um, and also show new people how to do it as well. So I feel like that's a great quality. He's always there for you. Like if you call him in the middle of the night, he's picking up. Like he's there for you. Like if you need anything, like he's he's got it. Like He's always, like, my mom will text him, my dad will text him, he'll call my mom, my dad, like, that's like a brother, like, that's, like, that's, that's family, you know what I mean? You don't get that from any other business, you'll just say it's your boss, right. you know what I mean? Right, So, that would say. How about you, Alec? I would say just his confidence in himself as a leader, his just ability to make decisions and run the plays and do what's best for everybody on our team, and he's also just a good person to follow because I feel like, you want to follow somebody who's been through everything that you're going through 
He's been a top producer. He's been a top manager. He's had the success that most people want to have. So he's just, he's always setting yeah. a good example. He's remains consistent, remains disciplined, four or five years in the game, still at 8 a.m., donut calls on Saturdays, showing up on Sundays, all the little things that just add up over time that a lot of Love people it. just Leading from the front, yeah, staying front. hungry. John, how, how have you been able to keep, you know, to have that much success at a young age? You know, you got a nice house. You got beautiful girl. You got a beautiful car. Over a million and one dollars in in the last two years. You know, at 22 years old, Louboutin shoes on. You know, how do you keep that in perspective and handle this? How do you handle that success? Because a lot of people, you give somebody that much success, you're, you're asked. That's a death wish. You know, giving somebody that young, that much money, that much success. How would you say that you've been able to handle it? Yeah, all? I I would say I'm I'm really like Knockman in the fact like I'm really hard on myself too. So like even you saying I'm successful, it's like yeah, I'm like I'm like okay. Like I, I I'm really hard on myself, and I always know that there's like another there's always going to be another level, and the common denominator like of everything is myself. So I like I said I work on myself to make sure like you know my mindset is always right. Like I'm not feeling like I'm too you know, I don't know really what the word is, but I, I never really, I've never really like had a big head. You know, I feel like I never, I didn't come from a lot of money. You know, now that I have the money now, it's more like, it's not so much I want to make a bunch more. It's I want to just bless others with more. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is like my mission ain't to make as much money as possible. I have a dream life right now. Like I never thought I'd have a house like this. I never thought I'd have a car. I'm getting a little emotional. Like I never thought I'd have a girl like I do. And like, I want to see those for these guys. Like these are my, my dogs, you know what I mean? And for me, I just have a super big vision of just putting the whole team on. It's my favorite part of the business. You know, I, the, the only way I describe it, John, is I, I tell people, I said, other than having my own children myself, um, the only other thing I can compare to that like is close to that is watching other people come into this business, have an opportunity to play a role in their life. Watch when they come in with not a ton of confidence, no money, you know, just getting started. And then poof, a couple years later, you know, I'm watching them live their dream life. And then you got that special bond because when you go through the trenches with somebody and you make it out the other side, there's a there's a supernatural bond that you got from going to battle and making it out victorious you know what i mean and it's it's like man only feeling better than that is having your own children there's no there's no better feeling that i've ever had in my life i've won a state championship in football all different type of accolades i've never had a feeling that made me feel better than watching this type of stuff you know go down you know in this business so um you're 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 in the midst of that right now and only more and more and more and more and more is uh is gonna come uh before we close out any questions uh you know i, I threw this on people you know today a little bit is there anything you want to shoot fire at me you know any questions to close out grind cast it all off the top of your head go ahead maloney i got uh, one for you okay all right. okay first of all i'm gonna tell you ask me how tall i am <laughs> how tall are you five foot six <laughs> how much do you weigh 
<laughs> Me? Yes. I weigh like 130. Come on. 130 pounds. I love it, baby. He's been, <laughs> he's eating, about, he's been eating peanut dude, butter. Been, all come on. You about to make more money than you weigh. I'm on a meal plan yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, Alex got me on. I'll You're young. It'll come. <laughs> all right. What you got? What questions you got for me? Um, I would. Uh, the question I would ask is, obviously, you've built you know the, the business to $100,000 in a week a few different times now. When you're looking to develop a leader that's going to help, you know, replace you in that position, but then also replace themselves very quickly, like what are the first, like, few things that you talk to that person about and you want to, like, sit down with and, and talk to them about and, and just so you can kind of game plan, like, what you really want to do when you know you have that person on your team? I just want I want them to do exact everything that I already been walking. You know, if they're with me for a year, two years, I just want them to do what you just seen me do. Real simple. Uh, lead by example. So I'm not telling people to do something that I'm not doing. You know, imagine me telling, you know, you guys, you know, John was, me and John walked, you know, a couple months ago. And he's like, yeah, finally I was watching this guy on YouTube and it clicked. You know, I got to start getting my butt up early in the morning. My, imagine me telling people this, you know, for years and years and years and then I don't do it. You know what I mean? So it's like just all I'm asking you to do is the same thing that you see me doing in every aspect. You know what I mean? So I think I'm trying to lead from from the front like you guys are saying you know about john so when i'm developing somebody i'm trying to show them in the action while we're doing this the whole time i'm already taking them with me and the process of development is i'm doing it i want i'm gonna do it you watch me i'm taking you with me watch me then the next step is i'm gonna put you in the game you're doing it i'm gonna watch you and then the next step when i release you is you're doing it on your own because I've already watched you and I've critiqued you. So by the time I'm, I'm unleashing somebody, I've already equipped them. So the, the message is stay loyal, stay disciplined, don't get lazy, don't beat yourself because you already know exactly what to do. Just don't veer off. You know what I mean? Right. I think the key, the key to that, man, though, is, is just loyalty. I'm looking for people that can be loyal and I'm looking for people that can um, bring that work ethic you know, if, if you're loyal and you got a work ethic, you know, we could we could move we could move mountains and loyalty isn't really tested until there's some form of, of disagreement or there's some type of adversity, you know, going on. That's when we right. start to check and see who's loyal. You know, everybody could be loyal when we're 10 and 0, you know, when things are great. But let's see if you're loyal when the ship shakes a little bit. You know what I mean? Anything? Any any questions? I think my question for you would be it like. At what point did you realize that your mind was, like, controlling the circumstances that you had around you? Like, I remember reading this one book that you told me to read, As a Man Thinketh, where in As a Man Thinketh, there's, like, the one of my favorite passages is, like, the analogy he has with the gardener. Like, your mind being, like, a garden, and you can either intelligently cultivate it or you can, um, like, let it run free, or either way, it'll it'll come forth, and... Like, realizing that for me was, like, a game changer of, like, you can either plant seeds in your mind or you can let the weeds grow. But I feel like that's such a hard thing for, to figure out for most people. Like, and I learned that from you. So what made you figure out that if you had these ideas and you were putting things in your head that that was going to come to fruition? Same thing, bro. I learned it from somebody else. That's why I think the power of mentorship and, and having the right leaders is so important for people. I think... You know, as my kids grow, I'm, you know, I, if, if I had an opportunity and I'm looking at coaches or places for them to go to school or play for a team or get into a business, I'm going to I'm going to try to tell them, find the best leader that you can find. 
I'm going to try to help them find the best leader that, that, that you can find that emulates some of the qualities and then let you be around that person. I don't care about the wins and losses as much. I don't care about anything else because if you get around the right leader at the right time in your life, because for me, I got a chance to watch somebody that thought big. I didn't think big. I thought small. I was raised in, in a little small town and you know only people doing anything around us everybody worked at general motors if you had any money in youngstown you worked in the union and you were worked at general motors in the united auto workers union and after like 20 years working some overtime you were starting to clear six figures and uh that's that was like my vision you know i didn't have anybody around me getting me to think big and i, I but I, I had this drive that you were talking about you know that that innate in my heart and soul i'm like man i want to be rich you know, I want to I want to change things for my family. It wasn't like I want to be rich so I could buy diamonds. It was like I want to be rich because I want to help my mother. I want to be rich because I don't want my mom to have to live like this. I don't want myself to have to live like this. I don't want my grandmother. I want to be able to bless people like John was talking about. I had that pool in me, that pool in me, that pool in me. And, and then when I found this business, I watched Marcus, who was my mentor, thought huge. He thought so big. And him and Jim were on the mind, body, spirit and get me to read books. And I started to watch. Wow. I read this book. I watched the way it made me feel. I watched when I implemented these things, what happened. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I got addicted to that feeling. And I started to realize how much control that we had over our own thoughts and over our own life. Yeah. Good question. Anything for you before we roll? Yeah, I got a question. So for you, you know, I, I know just like everywhere, I, I've never heard someone like that knows you say something bad about you. So you didn't you read know, all these articles they've been saying? Yeah, I mean, huh? anyone that knows You ain't read me. all this they're saying about <laughs> right? me, Maloney. God, <laughs> Any, no. I never even read it. Anyone, <laughs> anyone that knows you, right? <laughs> and and you have so many people in the agency. And, you know, for you, like, how do you keep up with building such deep connections with so many people? Because, you know, for me, I want to have a lot of people and help yep. a lot of people. How yep. do you keep the connection strong between all those people? I think it's just your uh, intentions. Um I try to, and I fall so far sh short, man. You know, I don't think you'll see. They did. They did say Jesus turned water into wine, though. But I don't. I don't think you'll see. You know, Jesus out there. You know, trying out Camus and you know drinking out all different types of wine or <laughs> smoking a cigar. You know, or you know, I don't. Not often, but I swear. You know, once in a while, I don't know. I got Jesus tatted on my arm, but I don't know if Jesus would get tatted up. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the thing to do. I, I got all these tats. So I'm, I'm not, I'm far from, that's why, you know, we have a, I hired a pastor to come in here and have after the option for people after agency meetings, sometimes to have a pastor, you know, talk to people about how to grow in their faith if, if they choose to, because I'm not qualified. You know, I don't know if I'm hundred percent qualified, but I'm doing my best. Um, I really am. And, when I say all that to tell you, man, I'm trying my best to to walk like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Just with a black eye and some Louis shades on. You know what I mean? Just I'm from Youngstown. You know what I mean? My dude was from Nazareth. So I was from the yo. So so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be more than more than more than talk about it. I'm trying my best, you know, to be like that for people. So I fight the urge. I'm human, you know. So sometimes I it's like, man, I want to smack this person you know what i mean or i want to say something bad because these people are saying something bad about me but the the thought in my mind that i try to live up to is like all right what would what would what would jesus do so even if i have a temporary you know jim serace my mentor said people think that they're having that that they're in a 
uh, a permanent body having a temporary spiritual moment. And he's like, really what happens is you're, you're in a temporary body having a permanent spiritual moment. Like we're spiritual beings. When somebody dies, you know, that person's not there anymore, but what changed their body's still laying there. So if it was just, if it was your body, then why wouldn't they still be there? It's your soul, you know, it's, it's your spirit. And so I think I'm trying to just be good to people. I'm trying to care about people. I'm trying to try to treat people that way. And uh, I think when people know that you care about them and can feel that energy, you know, coming off, off of you, it's rare that people in the world ain't trying to get something out of you or do something to leverage a certain thing. This is the only reason why I'm doing this is so I could get you to do something like that. But when you seek to just, man, how could I help this person, especially the people that have the most success, you know, the people around, you know, that I've met that have the most success, you know, these people are getting manipulated left and right, you know, trying people trying to be their friend to get something out of them, get something out of them. So if, if I'm ever put in those people's environment, I'm like, man, what can I do to serve you? You know what I mean? What can I do to help you? I'm not asking for nothing. I don't need anything. You know what I mean? I just, what can I do to, to serve you? So I think when you treat people that way, which is the way you are, you know, I think you'll, you'll automatically over time develop more relationships. And, you know, my mentor, Jim Tressel, you know, I was asking him, you know, how do you have all these relationships with all these people? He's like, well, I'm just old, Simon. You know what I mean? He's like, I got 40 year head start on you. You know what I mean? Or 25 year head start on you. You know, over 25 more years, you're going to develop a lot more relationships. You're going to meet a whole lot more people. So you end up just naturally knowing a lot of people because you're just on earth. You know what I mean? A little bit longer. So that's why I'm so proud of you guys is, you know, I think, what are you, 20? Yeah, 20. 21. So basically, if you combine both of your lives, that's how old I am. That's how long I've been walking around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so imagine what you guys are getting ready to do and the lives you're getting ready to live and the lives that you guys are, are getting ready to impact. And I'm excited. And I just want to say thank you for carrying the mission. Thanks for carrying the mission and the vision and helping other people see more than money here, more than what we're doing for people from an AOP standpoint, but just what we're doing for people on the inside out and some of those things that you're instilling in people you won't see the benefits to always immediately but you're going to see them over the next over the next few years so proud of you all appreciate you alec high school mike john so proud of y'all we appreciate yeah. the blue appreciate you. thanks for guiding us want to thank you as well i mean because without you you know you, you're the one that started this thing and you've poured into the people that have poured into us you've poured into us and you know, I'm proud of you guys as well. You guys are some of the best business partners I could ask for. So appreciate Amen. all you guys. Just getting started. So if yeah. you know anybody that this might help out there, don't be afraid to share that grindcast so we can make an in, uh, impact with people together. So thanks for joining us on another episode of the grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day.